Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Sports Beat KC. I am your host, Sam Mellinger, and here with <laughs> me is the talent, uh, Therese Paler. This is actually, there's a little known fact, this is the third podcast that me and Therese have done together. The first two, shall we say, were limited edition, yeah. limited distribution. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good stuff, too. I wish <laughs> yeah, the people could have heard stuff. it. It was great stuff. Right before the season, we called that the Chiefs would be 4-5 and five and that Peyton Manning would be benched in yeah. uh, week 10 of the season. Yep. But um, nobody will ever know that. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are recording this on a uh, on Monday afternoon. Uh, we both flew back from Denver today. You were a little bit more ambitious than I was. Um, you you got on that early flight so you could go to the press conference. Um, is that is that what we call it a press conference? Yeah, I mean that's what it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know you get there and yeah. Get there, ask your questions. But that, I mean, that's the thing, though. Look, man, I'm a beat writer. I I believe in going to availability. So if I got to take a 5:50 a.m. flight to do it, you know, most of the time I'm going to do that. And um, you know, it was good to be there and ask your questions and stuff. And I feel like I got some some answers to some things I'd wanted to ask Andy that I didn't get a chance to ask him on Sun. Excuse me, on Sunday. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, hey, you do what you got to do to get the job done, right? That's right. That's how that's how this thing rolls, right? <laughs> We've been doing this a few years. Yeah, you know? that sounds like somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're, we're talking that the Chiefs are at a really interesting point in their season, I think. Um, you know, four and five tied with two other teams at four and five, a game out of the sixth seed, the second wild card uh, in the AFC. And I think that when a team loses five games in a row, yeah. the last thing, some of them just, you know, blow out incompetent fashion. Um, they tank. Their, their best offensive player, yeah. you know, is out for the year. The last thing you're thinking about is the playoffs. Right. But now, all of a sudden, uh, yeah. the last seven games of the season, you had this in your game, or what was it, the 16 and 30, I don't know, some terrible record of their last seven opponents, right? Yeah, they got seven games left against five teams. Those five teams are combined 15 and 31. Yeah. That's pretty bad. I mean, they got a chance here to go 9 and 7, you know. Um, then if they really get on a roll – you know, you can't rule out anything, but man, after where they were at one and five, like who would have bet this? Yeah. You know, the last three wins have been huge, and the thing that turned it around was that Pittsburgh game. They caught a break with Roethlisberger not playing, but they still had to, they had to take that one, and then they disposed of a terrible Lions team. And this was the game that they, this was the one that could potentially turn their season. Yeah. And they came out and they played, they played hard, they played well, they played their butts off, and. uh they deserve credit for that, and they deserve credit for for staying together because, you know, one in five in this league, you know, locker rooms can start splintering, teams go on the tank, and you always get the sense that they always knew they were better than that. Yeah. So kudos to them for that. There aren't a lot of teams that could that could, that could could bounce back the way they have. I, I wanted to ask you about that too because I remember um, this is a point you've consistently made over the last month or so um, that – I remember you said it right after that Steelers game mm -hmm. uh, when they finally won, and at that point it was sort of like, yeah, way to go. You beat a third-string quarterback at home and, and all those things. But um, I, I do think that it speaks to um, – I wish I could think of a better word right now, but the, the character in the locker room. Um, but maybe even more than that, the respect that those guys have for the coaching staff to go – you know, because like you said, one in five, I think one of the terms you've used and other people have used is – you know, guys can start to make business decisions. Oh, they make right? business decisions. Now, um, maybe you don't go head in on that tackle. Maybe yeah. you don't go all the way. Yeah. You know, maybe you start, you know, if you're a guy that's going into free agency, maybe you're maybe you're not tackling the 230-pound running backs coming at you the right. way. But um, 
it says a lot now when a guy like Sean Smith, who's a veteran, mm-hmm. Sean Smith's a veteran. He's about to get his last big payday after this season. This team is one in five, and against the Steelers down the sideline, he hawked Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, a team with less, a, a player with lesser character, football wise, would have just gave up on it. What am I doing this for? Whatever. But that's the kind of effort that it takes. Like that's. That was impressive. Yeah. You know, that, that really was impressive. And, well, I mean, we've written about Sean's play, and we've kind of written about the way they've shown that football character that you're talking about. And, um, you know, I, I really don't think it's that common for teams to kind of bounce back the way they have. But no, yeah. they still got to finish the job, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what the how long the list is, but it can't be long if teams have had a five-game losing streak <laughs> and, and made the playoffs. But uh, the Chiefs are obviously – I mean, they're – you know they've got a chance, and the 538 thing, and 538 is great for politics. The its record <laughs> on predicting things in sports is is pretty shoddy. But um, for whatever it's worth, and Nate Silver's a hell of a lot smarter than than me. And dare I say you? I would I would concur. Okay. Yeah. The 57 58 percent chance, or whatever it is, for wow. the Chiefs to make the playoffs, according to you know their, their calculations. But let me ask you a two two part question, right? So, uh, what do you expect? the rest of the way like will they make the playoffs or not and and the second part is um if we are talking about a wild card game you know in january like what what do the chiefs have to do better than they've done so far all right so i think that they can go nine and seven eight and eight something like that and i'm i'm even projecting a nine and seven with one of those bad losses that you know is coming you know, they're going to lose one of those games to the Chargers. That's going to happen. Um, or they'll lose the Buffalo – or they'll lose the the Browns or the Ravens or something. There's going to be a bad loss here in one of those four games. You just – you can mark that down. That's going to happen. But even if that happens, if they beat Buffalo at home and they split with the Raiders, Sam, they're still 9-7. and seven. Yeah. That still might get you in the playoffs. And then if they really get on a roll, maybe that bad loss doesn't happen. You know, but that, I mean, the, the safe bet is they go eight and eight or nine and seven. And that's what I'll project. But you know, this, this thing sets up pretty well because you know one of the best things about the National Football League is that when a team gets confident and they get momentum, and then they get an easy schedule with bad quarterbacks ahead of them. Yep. You know, uh, you got a chance to do some stuff. Like, look, Tyrod Taylor's not going to terrify anybody. Sure. You know what I mean? No one's scared of Tyrod Taylor. That's still a tough game. I mean, Buffalo they'll bring it to you a little bit up front, but. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is still learning. He's going to be a solid quarterback in this league. Carr's okay. Um, I, I fully expect them to split with Oakland. Uh, let's say the, Ra- the Ravens have Flacco. I can't believe they're two and seven. That makes no that sense. That doesn't make me. any sense. That's yeah. one of the best. That, that, the Ravens are one of the league's best teams when it comes to evaluating players. They have stability. They have a good coach. They have a coach with a pedigree. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. There's yeah. something weird going on there. I don't know what it is. There's there's something off there. The, the Browns are probably going to tank the rest of the way. That, that probably they'll probably win there. Uh, uh, yeah. But, but, you know, the Chargers, I mean, their offensive line is absolute garbage. Let's call it for what it is. Uh, and their defense is it's bad, too. But, you know, Rivers can throw. Rivers can steal. Rivers can chuck it. You yeah. know, and maybe he gets going and you might lose one of those. But that's the thing. Like, hey, it, it's out there for them. Yeah. And what, what they've got to do better to win in the playoffs, I think the defense needs to keep playing well. Hey, this offense has to start pounding it in in the red zone now. Yeah. And he's, this team is far too field goal. Yep. He, reliant to field goal heavy. It's nice that Cairo Santos has been really good this year. It's, that's nice. I mean, that's great. In the playoffs, though, how many times have you seen like that field goal heavy stuff come back to bite you? Yeah. You can't do that against good teams. You can't. 
Um, you can't do what you did yesterday and expect to beat a playoff team in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you need to capitalize on some of these scorings, right? And they know that. Yeah. I think a couple things about that. Like, they, um, you know, if we just judge that game in isolation, um, settling for six field goal attempts is not the end of the world because you're playing from ahead mm-hmm. and, and you know that Peyton Manning was just jaw-droppingly terrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't – they weren't forced to stretch it at no. all. So if you just judge that game in isolation, then then maybe that's fine. But, you know, a game that they did need more points, um, Cairo Santos tied a franchise record with seven field goals, right, in Cincinnati. So that that is definitely <laughs> – There it is. What are we calling that, the triple horn? Yeah, the rep triple air horn, yeah. <laughs> and this time you smile. They, they can't see it because this is a podcast. But on the video last night, I just um, love it. I just love everything about just, it. I just you're just straight face. I just love it. So my my sense, like, tell me if you think I'm wrong about this. I, I think the Chiefs are going to uh, do well down mm-hmm. the stretch, uh, in part because of the crappy schedule. But um, I think they're going to finish a game out of the playoffs, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about the yeah. Denver game, the first Denver yep. game, uh, yeah, Chicago, the, the Bears game, clearly yeah, Chicago, um, which they. You know they they folded, man. I, I, they were up fourteen when when Charles yeah. got hurt, right? And that 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 game yeah. that just you know knocked him dead. Um, I, I think that's what we're going to look back on. That that's that's where the Chiefs you know kind of sunk their season. Look, I mean, I've been hard on them for, throughout that streak. I mean, we all were. But I tell you what, though, after starting one and five, you still finish nine and seven or yeah. a game out. Yeah. That sets you up okay for a nice little run next year. An eight and eight schedule. <laughs> It, this team's not really. It, this this was never a five and eleven team on paper, or a six and eleven, six and team. Yeah, Especially this was with a good coaching staff, too. right? This was always like a nine-ish win team. That's what I predicted in the win before the season started. Um, and like you get an eighth, if you get an eight and eight schedule, okay, and you get another year to remake, kind of solidify this offensive line. You know, keep adding guys to what you do a little bit. You got a chance to do some stuff next year. Now, you still got decisions ahead of you. You know, Derek Johnson will be a free agent. Derek's looked better the last few he weeks, has. by he's the way. Quicker, right? He he means a lot to these guys yeah. as far as you know, he's a smart guy and he sees what's coming and he's important in there. That, you know, Derek's an important guy for them. Um, you know, but they've got decisions to make too. Sean Smith, obviously, uh, they got to do something with that with him there. I mean, you've got you've got Peters, you've got Gaines, but Gaines has an ACL now. You're gonna have to get another cornerback, regardless. You know, even if you know, you just you yeah. just got to be careful there. Uh, there's some decisions they got to make, and obviously, you hope Jamal comes back to be, you know, what he was. I mean, yeah. you kind of need some things to go right for you, but you know, they are set up okay for next year, provided they can finish the season out respectably. All right, um, that concludes part one of this podcast we're gonna have a a message from a sponsor uh we'll be back right after this welcome back uh to the sports beat kc podcast i am the host sam mellinger here with the talent therese paler and uh yesterday in that broncos game um you know the the big thing that everybody's talking about nationally is is the horrendous play of peyton manning but one thing one other interesting thing that that if not for peyton i think we'd be talking a lot more about um is is this sort of uh (laughs) Bullying, for lack of a better term. I mean, just yeah. sort of the, the physical nature. And, and the Chiefs and Broncos the last few years, I mean, this has been a building oh, yeah. story, right? We, we all remember the the, the Travis Kelsey, uh, right. you know, gesture uh, that he got fined for and things like that. And, and for the most part, including, very much including, um, the first game this season, the Broncos have been 
slapping the Chiefs around, basically. Yeah, like the Chiefs have just taken it. Oh, they took it. I yeah. mean, they took it hard. I mean, it was – look, I mean, they hit their quarterback multiple times. They hit him low. They hit him high. Yeah. Alex Smith got speared. I mean, that's a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. that <laughs> – I know I remember I wrote a story about, you know, retaliation, which was completely – which I which we, we completely came up with, my editors, after watching that game. After watching that game, but we was like, yeah, let's let's dig into this a little bit. Like, yeah. And so now to hear the Broncos talk about how the Chiefs are a dirty team, Malik Jackson said that, uh, uh, T.J. Ward said that. I that's the first I heard of that. I, yeah. I think that's the Chiefs kind of kind of kind of matching what Denver's gonna bring. Yeah. And that's a good sign if you're the Chiefs, though. That's a great sign if, if they think you're that, dirty. Sure. Well, this is the team that's had guys, you know. Suspended for eye poking. I mean, we've seen what Vaughn does. Vaughn yeah. hit you. These guys don't. Right. They don't mess. And, and look, I like that football. You know, I like yeah. that. I, I, I like when football's nasty and violent and mm-hmm. stuff. I like that. You know. But I think if you're a Chiefs fan, like Andy, I thought Andy Reid in today's press conference, he expressed a certain degree of. Uh, I thought he was proud of his team for standing up to those guys. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure they took some shots, but. Whatever that was was the genesis of whatever had come the previous two years. Yeah, that's all that was. No, for sure. It one thing like I the the first quote from a Denver Broncos player that I saw was Von Miller, mm-hmm. who was asked basically, "Are the Chiefs dirty?" And he said he and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, "No, I'm never gonna. That's how I play football. That's hard for <laughs> right, I like Von Miller I'm for that. By the way, complain. kudos yeah, to you. I was, Don't be a hypocrite, right? Yeah. yeah. And I like Von Miller anyway because he does the ravishing <laughs> Rick Rude dance after sacks, which I think is hilarious. But uh, but then yeah, to see T.J. Ward and Malik Jackson go the other way, and and I mean they have to know, right? Like maybe it's sort of. Um, you know, protesting too much or whatever, but they have to know. You mentioned the eye poke, the, the reason that Tariq yeah, was like, out. And, um, you know, that's their reputation. And, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, um, but then for them to say the Chiefs are dirty. And Ja Reed, that, that was a dirty hit um, for sure. But I thought it was totally, I liked it. you know, you know in what? context, I thought you know it was what? justified. I'm a caveman. I liked it. Yeah. I, look, no, in, in context, listen, it was completely there, justified. I, I actually told Ja this after the game. I don't know if there is one player in the NFL that has hit Alex Smith more the last three years than Von Miller yeah. that has hit him high. They've hit him low. You know what? You got that gun on the ground. You got a chance to make a point. By all means. Yeah. It's early in the game. This is going to be a different game. Fine. I actually asked Andy Reid about that today. And he's like, you know, look, I felt like Andy appreciated that he was trying to make the point. Uh-huh. But, but, yeah, he said, like, look, that last part wasn't needed because it was a good play anyway to put them on the ground in the first place and I get that but just from my point of view after watching the last five games between these two teams you want to let Von Miller know hey you know this is not how it's going to be now you know the last the last game where you had it where you're coming out it's not going to be that way I'm fine with it I get it I'm I I give him a pass I that's just me though I also think there's a big difference between what Andy Reid is going to condone publicly like oh yeah for sure head coaches can't just go out and say a 15 yard penalty good for you but I I bet (laughs) you when when they're watching film Ja Reid's gonna be the hero of that room (laughs) you know and you know Andy's actually pretty good at communicating when like you know he feels like a guy's done something good, but he, he can't, like, say it. Like, with Fish, remember with Fish? He pretty much just yeah. excused Fish for it. With, uh, with uh, Mike, pr- I think it was Mike uh, Mitchell. West. Yeah, with Mike Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, like, 
I get that. Like, yeah. eh. so he probably did feel. I feel like he did feel like the last part was unnecessary. But from our vantage point, when we're seeing Von Miller thrusting every fifth play, and uh, you know they're spearing your quarterback, and they're just, you know, look the Bron. I don't know. I mean, the Broncos pulled out some Miami. In like the early '90s stuff, that like that first game, you know, <laughs> the year there, you're there, about, there were the four, Dolphins. yeah, there were four. Uh, were there like four personal foul penalties in the first half? Like they were, do, like yeah. they were trying to tell him, like yeah. you guys think you're gonna do it, and not this isn't the year. They tried to bully him, and you captured that greatly yeah. in your first column from that game. Um, and all anyone remembers is the, is the fumble now, but shoot, man, hey man, I, I, they deserve credit for standing up to those guys. And now the key is taking that physical mentality. Carrying it forward now, because you can't win in in November and December and especially January unless you're a nasty football team. So these guys got to prove this wasn't just a one week vengeance thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, all right, so <laughs> they can't catch the Broncos, right? I don't we think so, out? but man, Manning was really bad. He was terrible, but I think Osweiler can be average. Maybe I think their schedule is pretty tough the rest of the way. I, I don't they think play they play New England in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't think they can catch them, but you never say never in this thing. I mean, God, if Manning is, let's just say, let's just say Manning's done. Let's say he can't get it back, or they continue to be stubborn and don't run. Yeah, and they continue to be stubborn and don't run like the stuff he's good at. By the way, like where were all the pick plays they used to run? That yeah. They used to torture. Where were all those? Did they just abandon those? Like, where was that stuff yeah. at? Uh, well, like, here we go. Here's the schedule. You got the Bears. They can, they can beat them. Uh, Patriots. That's Chicago, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it's a winnable game. Yeah. Patriots, probably a loss. Chargers on the road. That's a win. Raiders at home. Eh, Raiders are competitive, man. Jack Del Rio's done a nice job there. It's a 60-40 game. Yeah. At, ooh, at Pittsburgh. Mm, yeah. Pittsburgh in December. Yeah. And at home against Cincinnati. Oh, hey, we saw Cincinnati. Cincinnati's good, man. You know one thing that Cincinnati does that other teams in this league cannot do, and we've seen this here? Cincinnati can protect the quarterback. You guys see how good Andy Dalton is? Because he doesn't get hit. Yeah. Like, you can't – like, they protect the quarterback. That's going to carry them a long way this year. And then, uh, yeah, like, this I, is they're still winning 10 games. But, I see four losses there, though. Yeah, I, I mean, it's between, – Between at Bears, Patriots at home – uh, Raiders at Steelers yeah. and Bengals at home. That's five games. They yeah. could lose four of those. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. It's, it's still, but that assumes that the four and five Chiefs can become the ten and six Chiefs, which I think that's, uh, that's, requires a stretch of the imagination. That, a that, bit. That's when you're wearing the, the red glasses. You're wearing. The, yeah. You you sipping the Chiefs Kool Aid if you think. But maybe not. I mean, it, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not going to rule out anything with these guys, man. I, this team has been up and down, and <laughs> the schedule set up nicely for them, and I've always thought they were better than their record. Let's just see what happens. Let's, let's play football. Let's yeah. see what happens. Hey, so let me ask you about this. Um, so, uh, and I, I apologize. I'm going to ask you about what I wrote, but I'm, I'm mostly asking you about what Justin Houston said. Sure. Um, and, and just your reaction to it. Like, I didn't think it was like an outrageous thing at all. It was just something that, that he said that surprised me. Um, so I basically asked him, you know, beating the Broncos finally, it's got to feel good. And he said, uh, I think it was more from the first game. We know the first game wasn't supposed to happen like that. To lose the way we did, it hurt. I think it kind of messed with our momentum. I think we're back on track now. We just got to stay with it. And then I basically said, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. So the way that you lost the Broncos game caused you guys to lose more games after that. And he said, I definitely think so. That's one thing we can't do. You have to have a bad memory in football. Um, I mean, I, you know, there's any number of ways to, to read that. Uh, maybe he's, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the most damning is that that's a, a mentally weak team that, that uh. reacted to a bad loss in a bad way. The most positive way is um, we're past that now, and this yeah. is the real Chiefs. Like, what, what was your reaction to that? My 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 thought is they played the Packers the next week, yeah. and the Packers were actually good then, and Aaron Rodgers absolutely eviscerated them. So yeah. I I think maybe if they play the Bears the next week, they win, and yeah. like he can't say that. And Cincinnati's legitimately good. Uh-huh. That's who they played after. And look, they were going to beat the Bears too. Like I I don't feel like they had any losses that they shouldn't have had except Chicago when they lost that game because of Jamal Charles going down. They were going to they were going to beat them by 20. Which I, I mean I just I, I'm just I look, I watched the game. I just I mean I I'm sure he's right. I'm sure he's I'm sure there's something to it, but at the same time if you're playing a bad team in the week after, maybe they get back on the right track and I mean I don't know, man. I, the, the Bears game is actually like one thing that I was thinking about, because you're right, they weren't going to beat the Packers. They weren't um, going to beat the Packers. The way the, way and, the Packers were playing. And they weren't going to beat the Bengals. But losing to the Bears the way that they did, maybe that to has me, to is a sign of – and, and yeah. I, you know, there's something real about seeing, uh, you know, not just one of the best players on the team, at least in my view, probably the second best player on the team behind Justin Houston. But that guy um, specifically. And they love that guy I so know. much. And to watch him go down, then that does affect you emotionally. I think there's, you know, it sort of brings back a memory of, of uh, last year. Was it last year? Yeah, with Derek um, and, and DeVito, Derek yeah. Johnson and DeVito in the, in the season opener against the Titans. Um, but I just, <laughs> don't you have to be strong enough to, to get through that and finish off the Bears, right? I would think so. I mean, sh- the problem, I mean, Chicago's uh, – John Fox is a good coach, man. You know, Gates can coach offense. Uh, uh, his defensive coordinator, that's a well-coached team. The Bears got a good coaching staff there. And that now, I mean, remember in that game, that's what happens. Any quarterback in this league, if you give them time, they'll, they'll make throws on you now. Cutler made some throws. That one that touchdown. That, that was a grown oh man my throw. God, that was that was you can't throw it better no, than that. That was a grown hit I mean, that's why Cutler got paid. Yeah. Because he can make that throw sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot more that comes with that. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot more that comes with that too now. But uh look, man, you gotta finish those guys off. But that those aren't the Lions, okay? That that's a well coached team. That's a well-coached team. I love it when you slam the Lions, by the way. I mean, just what do you want me to do? I mean, I, what's the what's the antithesis of the rap triple air horn? That's what they get. I was uh, the rap triple. I was fart. We, I was. <laughs> I was weaned on Lions football. I was. I was uh, I said, you know, kudos to them for winning in Green Bay for the first time in 25 years on Sunday. I was seven in '91. The last time they won that, yeah, I was seven years old. So, yeah, good for them. Um, and I'm actually, I'm, I, I actually had a pretty good time, kind of riffing on that game, and um, you did. That was fun. It was pretty good. I enjoyed I, sitting next to you. It was, uh, it was actually quite surprising to see them not lose that game on just a Mason Crosby field goal into the East End Zone, just, just right down the middle. <laughs> just could not be more down the middle. I cannot say how many times the Lions have lost in my childhood on field goals to the Packers in the East End zone, both in Ford Field and Lambeau, that just could not be more down the middle. From Ryan Longwell to Mason Crosby, I've just seen them lose many games that way. And uh, 
It did not happen. It would have happened if they didn't block it. Please believe that was right down the middle. <laughs> that thing was going to go right in there. And they did it with 10 men on the field, too. So, uh, you know, maybe things are changing. Now nah, things aren't changing. Yeah. It, I, you know what I bet's going to happen with the Lions? I bet you that game is going to cost them a chance of, like, golf or Paxton Lynch. I would take – you know you know what? i tell you what. If, if you're a betting man, whoever goes in front of the Lions pick, the player taken immediately before the Lions pick, that guy is going to end up being a five-time All-Pro. I guarantee it. That's a lock. You can just that's, – that's the paler lock of the week. You can just mark that right on down. I do just, enjoy with, like – it's just pointed out, like, Chiefs fans do not have a monopoly on just self-defeatism, you know, like. <laughs> well, I understand it from Chiefs fans, man. I mean, I get it, but you got a Super Bowl. You know, you, my, my dad doesn't even yeah. know what that is. Like, my dad, my dad was two. He was born in 55. He was two the last time they won the NFL championship, you know, like. Lions fans are definitely in a worse place than Chiefs fans. And, uh, 1969 was a long time ago. And I would just. There, your dad's no. I, I forgot who I heard say this first, and they probably stole it from somebody else. But, um, you know, there's probably some element of um, making it like distinguishing at that level, you know, is not is not worth doing. You know, that <laughs> if, if the Chiefs Super Bowl was what, 1969 was, yeah. was that 46? That's 46 a long time that ago. A long I, time it, ago. Yeah. I get it. But you got one. And, I mean, I mean, 0-16. Yeah. I'd also probably point out um, 0-16? to Chiefs fans that, that comparing their uh, their failures <laughs> to the Lions' failures probably doesn't make them feel any better. That's probably but, true. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're just in the same room, that's not the room you want to be in. So, you don't um, want to share that Lions-Browns corner. You no, don't want to be in no, that no, mix. No. And the Chiefs are closer to that than they, than they care yeah. to be. So yeah. Anyway, maybe on that note, uh, <laughs> maybe we should sign off for a week. But uh, Therese, um, what what are the percent chance that this is going to actually hit the air this time? Our third podcast together. I don't know, man. We got Fig Dog in the hear. room now. Yeah, we got our editor Chris Fickett in here now. I think uh, finally got an adult. I think Chris. Yeah, we got an adult to, <laughs> to monitor us. I, I think it's, I trust Chris. Yeah, I think it's ninety nine percent. I think uh, Chris will get it in there. Chris yeah. will get it in there. Yeah. All right, all right. Kristen um, wanted to help me come up with the idea for uh, the retaliation story I did last year. I was really proud of that story. We so go. Yeah, I got I got a lot of faith in Fig yeah. Dog. All right. Well, Chris, you're on the clock now, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Make well, thanks everybody good. for listening. Um, as always, um, please catch our coverage in uh, the Kansas City Star and I have KansasCity.com. And I gotta say, I gotta say, okay. I gotta say, the Star coming through. Kudos to you guys on uh, excellent Royals coverage. Uh, Oh, you thank know, you. I thought uh, it was fun. I thought you know, for as important of a moment as that was for the city, you know, you guys, you know, you guys absolutely <laughs> killed it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can definitely take uh, a lot of pride. I, I felt proud to be a, a writer for the Star, but even based on what you guys did, you guys did a hell of a job, man. Thanks, man. That's very cool of you to say. Yeah. All right. With that tearful ending. <laughs> uh, you can't just accept it. Just accept it. I did. I said thanks. It was very cool <laughs> of you. Tearful say. ending. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening. Uh, KansasCity.com, Red Zone Extra. Um, at yeah. what is it? Therese A. Paler? Yeah, it's just Therese Paler. Oh, just Therese yeah. Paler. Kansas this City is style. Sam Mellinger <laughs> the Kansas City style. All right. <laughs> All right. Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs>